Retaining existing tenants has never been more important than it is right now in 2020. Tenant turnover costs can easily exceed $500 every time a tenant moves out, which is why it's so important to retain existing tenants in your rental property, especially in a rental market where vacancy rates have been consistently on the rise. We've touched on this subject a few times, but in today's podcast, we're going to focus on some actionable items that you can do today to make sure that your tenants stick around. Stay tuned, and we'll get started in just a minute. Hi, everybody. My name is Chris, and I want to thank you for joining us for another value-packed Tenant Cloud podcast. If you want to be a more informed, better educated, and successful landlord, then stay tuned. With over a decade of property management experience, we bring you short and sweet, bite-sized pieces of incredibly valuable property management tidbits in 15 minutes or less. We've touched on uh, retaining tenants at your rental property and the importance of that and the actually the increasing importance of that, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic and the millions of people who have lost their jobs and people are, have been un, unable to pay rent in many places around the United States. And so there has been, there have been a lot of vacancies and the vacancy rates at a lot of places have continued to increase. And even if you haven't seen it around you yet, just know that the data is showing that there is an increase in vacancy rates across the United States. And even though it's only by a few percent percentage points, that is, actually results in a lot of vacant units and that increases the competition in the rental market. So the importance of keeping your vacancy rates low has never been more important than it is now. This is similar to what happened after 08 with all of the vacancy rates that we had back then and the pricing competition, the pricing wars between rentals back then and a lot of rental properties. Um, I was actually a landlord um, at that time as well, even as early as 2008, 2009. And so that was actually when I first got into real estate. And so that was... I uh, kind of learned things the hard way and learned how to get really creative with rental properties uh, early on in my career in real estate. And so uh, that's when a lot of people had to really get creative with incentives and how to get people to renew, how to get people to upgrade to units, how to even just get people in the door to your rental property and to stay there versus someone down the street. And so everything gets a lot easier though when you can keep your existing tenants that are paying rent the people who are paying on time the people who are great tenants if you can keep those people in your rental it makes your life a lot easier overall especially if you only have a handful of units it's really really important so that you're not competing and you don't get involved in the price war uh, that could potentially take place with a lot of rentals in your rental market in the near future if it hasn't started already so Without further ado, we try to keep these podcasts under 15 minutes. I don't know if I'm going to make that today just because I do have some really important information I want to share with you on how to make your rental a place that your tenants want to stay. So without further ado, I will get started here. Uh, The number one thing that you have to make sure that you are doing with your rental property is keeping up on maintenance. The number one reason that tenants choose to leave, every time there's been a survey done on why tenants leave, it always comes back to something connected to maintenance. 
the number one reason that tenants leave rental properties is because of slow response to maintenance requests. And the amount of time that tenants are giving landlords to fix maintenance requests has become increasingly shorter over the years because of the culture and the society in which we live where everything is instant, everything is on demand. People expect things to be done quickly. And that includes maintenance on their rental property. And so it's important that you have a system set up where you have connections in place, whether you do the work yourself or you have service providers that you work with, that you are on top of maintenance requests the minute that they come in. And if it's something that can't be addressed immediately, like let's say you have to order a part or it requires a specialty contractor that can't get to your property for a couple of days or whatever it may be, it's important that you open up the lines of communication and remain in communication with the tenant until it is resolved, giving them updates along the way. And that's not generic uh, updates like, um, yeah, they're going to be out here on Wednesday. No, be specific. You can tell them I'm, I've contacted such and such contractor. The earliest date that I could get you was on this date at this time. I tried to reach out to other contractors I haven't used before, but unfortunately everybody is booked. So I'm going with my original contractor, the people I'm confident can get the work done and do it right the first time because I want to make sure that there's no additional headaches for you. I want to make sure it's as uh, easy and as convenient as possible for you and to make sure that this gets done right the first time. And so just be very specific with your tenants about what the issue is and what the delay is and when to expect things to happen. And then you need to make sure that things happen when you say they're going to happen. So again, number one focus always, always, always is keeping up on maintenance. That brings me to my second point, which is the second thing you want to make sure that you're doing is that you're scheduling routine maintenance inspections. And why that is so important is because just because your tenant doesn't report an issue or they don't, they're, you might consider them a great tenant because they never contact you with problems, that does not mean that there are not issues. In fact, I almost guarantee you that if your tenant hasn't contacted you about something, there probably are issues and they're just letting them boil up and fester until they just aren't going to renew with you. And it also, just because you haven't heard from your tenant doesn't mean that they aren't unhappy either. In fact, if you haven't heard from your tenant, there's a good chance that they probably aren't happy. Um, so people are funny. I've had many tenants over the years where I made the mistake of not scheduling regular inspections. And then when it came time to renew or they moved out, they would leave scathing reviews or send us nasty emails because of an issue in their apartment that was never fixed. Here's the interesting thing though. They never reported those issues. Nine times out of 10, the issue was never reported to us. I could never find any record of any emails, any phone calls, any notes in their account, nothing through their maintenance portal indicating that there was an issue with what they complained about was not fixed. They just expected us to know about it and to fix it without them having ever communicated it. In fact, I've had tenants tell me that, that they just expected me to take care of the rental. Why should I have to tell you when there's a problem? You should just know about it and fix it. And while that may seem crazy and we might find amusement in that, it's not really an unreasonable expectation if you think about it. If I had been doing regularly scheduled inspections, I probably would have caught the issue with things like the tub not draining properly or 
the light fixture in the entryway that had been out for three months that was driving them nuts because they come home late at night at seven, eight o'clock and it's dark and they can't see when they walk in the door or maybe the light switch wasn't working. Whatever it is, there's always issues that are going to take place in a rental property and people just expect you to take care of it, even if they haven't told you. And again, while that may seem crazy to a lot of people, it certainly did to me at the time, it was a learning experience. I realized early on after getting a few of those that hmm, I should probably schedule routine inspections and I would probably catch a lot of these things and you will and you will automatically see your retention rates go up as a direct result of this one thing. So cannot recommend more these two things, your maintenance, you must keep on up on it. And part of that, the second thing is, is schedule routine inspections because just because your tenant isn't reporting something doesn't mean that something isn't going wrong. In fact, it probably is. Moving on. You need to be easy to reach and you need to be able to respond to your tenants within a timely fashion. There's a report out there, I believe it's from like the first time landlord or something like that, that indicates that if you don't respond to tenants, they just give up and they just stop talking to you. And that's never good. That kind of ties into what I was just talking about, where just because a tenant isn't talking to you doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing. It doesn't necessarily mean something isn't wrong. Chances are something is wrong. Communication is important with tenants, even if you're a small landlord. And so... Just because your tenant isn't contacting you doesn't mean there isn't a problem. So it's always good to reach out to your tenants and just send them a quick note and say, hey, haven't heard from you in a while. Just want to make sure everything's okay. Please let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Could be something as simple as that. Could be stopping by your rental. If you are a rental, uh, a small landlord, you can just send out your tenants and say, hey, I was hoping to stop by and check out the property. And this doesn't even have to be a regular, regularly scheduled inspe inspection or maintenance inspection. It could literally just be you stopping by just to say hi and just to make sure everything's okay. And especially if you're a smaller landlord, little things like this can go a long way towards building a quality relationship with your tenant. And that's a really important and key component to being a successful landlord is building a relationship with your tenants and maintaining that relationship. And so... Just being that person that's easily accessible, just being that person that shows up, shows your face, shows up with a smile, says hi, 10 minutes, five minutes later, you're on your way. It's just a simple way to keep in touch with your tenants and make sure that they are happy. Moving along, you want to keep your units up to date. Why is that important? A lot of landlords, in my experience, including myself over the years, have thought that you are saving money by keeping things like existing appliances in your rental because you don't owe any money on them. If you ever owed any money on them in the first place, they're uh, outside of a warranty, but you haven't had any issues with them and they seem to be okay. They seem to be doing fine. But the problem is, is appliances in particular are something that can really define a space and they can define your kitchen and your bathroom, which are two of the key places that renters pay attention to the most. And surveys have showed that tenants are willing to pay more for upgraded spaces such as an upgraded kitchen. And so if you're appliances aren't necessarily costing you money in terms of constantly needing to repair them and you don't owe anything on them and they've been in the rental for 15, 20 years and they've been working fine, 
that doesn't mean they're not costing you money. They may be costing you a significant amount of money in multiple ways. One being you may not be able to command as high of a rent as you could if you had upgraded appliances. You could keep an eye out for deals at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, wherever you buy appliances from and upgrade them as time goes on, maybe even one at a time. But upgrading your appliances is, is extremely important. You may not be able to command as high of a rent as you could if you had upgraded appliances. Number two, there may be issues with your appliances or maybe your appliances are so outdated that they don't, maybe they're small. Maybe they're, they don't have enough space. Maybe they have a strange smell no matter how much you clean it. Little things that your tenants, again, may not even be communicating to you. And at the end of the lease term, the tenant may just be like, I would really prefer like an upgraded kitchen. I would just, I have guests over, I have family, I have friends over. I want to impress them with my kitchen. It's no different than when you own a house. You want to have a space that you're comfortable in, that you don't mind having people over, that's updated, that's modern. And so there are many, many ways that outdated appliances could be affecting your rental in more ways than you may think. I worked with a rental property early on in Houston, uh, Texas, and we had old yellow appliances from like, uh, no joke, these appliances for like, were from the 60s and 70s. These things would not die, and they never needed repairs. Back then, they built appliances to last forever, and I tell you what, at 270-some units, this rental property had these appliances. They may still have them today, to be honest. They never had issues. And we were able to keep the rent property rented up because it was in a high demand area. If you're not familiar with Houston, there's an area called Memorial City and it's right near a hospital. And it's also in a really great school district. At least it was years ago. I haven't been back there in quite some time, but the rental property, people would rent the units there and not even live there just so that they could register their kids in the school district. Um, it was also near a hospital, near a medical center, the Memorial Medical Center. And so a lot of doctors and nurses and surgeons and people would rent the properties just to crash for a night or a couple nights a week instead of driving in or people who were frequently called for emergencies would rent there. And so regardless of what we had in the rentals, we were able to keep the rental property leased. However, looking back on it, I'm thinking we could probably have commanded quite a bit more rent if we had just upgraded the appliances because that was the number one thing that people said when they walked in the door to tour the rental property was, wow, these are really old appliances. I didn't even know these existed anymore. Those comments were frequent. And so looking back, it's like, well, hmm, yeah, I mean, they still rented because of the location. But if we had updated the appliances and spent, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand bucks, whatever per unit to upgrade the appliances, or even just started with a select few appliances just to test it out, to test the market, to see if upgraded appliances would command a higher rent point, it probably would have made sense. And I think it probably would have worked. And so just something to keep in mind to pay attention to your rental property and to pay attention to things that might be outdated. And it could be something simple. It could be light fixtures. It could be maybe your light fixtures are light fixtures from the 90s. And yeah, maybe you're in a high uh, demand area and you're able to rent your property out. But could you be getting even more rent for your rental property? Could you be keeping tenants around longer? Because that's something that they end up caring about is I want some upgrades. And maybe... You could find that out if you sent a survey out to your tenants 
early on to see if they would stay at your rental property and if so what are some things that they would like to see changed about the rental as an incentive for them to stick around so that leads me to my second point which is offer renewal upgrades not second point i think we're on like our fifth point at this point but offer renewal upgrades and incentives to your tenants this ties into that whole upgrade thing and keeping up to keeping fixtures and things up to date and so a lot of uh, ways that you can keep tenants around is by offering an incentive or an upgrade as a part of their renewing. And this will help you to keep existing tenants staying there longer because you'll find out when you do this type of thing that there are things that your tenant is unhappy about and there are reasons that they are considering moving out. And it could be something as simple as the carpet is starting to look a little dingy and they could use a carpet cleaning for free as a part of their rental. What does it cost you? Maybe a hundred bucks, 120 bucks, depending on the house, whatever. Either way, if you want to keep your tenant to stick around and you have carpet in your rental, you could offer a carpet cleaning. If the carpet is in an easily accessible area, say the living room, and it's been there for four, five, six years, uh, you may want to consider replacing the carpet for them. So if it's in the living room and they only have a few pieces of furniture in there or whatever, and you send them a letter and say, hey, if you are interested in renewing, we're going to offer to upgrade your carpet for free. That would be incredible. A lot of people take advantage of it. And it doesn't have to be that you replace the carpet. Like I said, it could be something as simple as we'll do a free carpet cleaning. We'll pay for it. We'll schedule it. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Those things go a long way to towards tenants renewing. Incentives to renew. These could be financial incentives. It could be a renewal bonus. It could be a renewal... Uh, discount. It could be all kinds of different things that you can come up with. It could be a, if you renew, uh, we'll give you a $100 gift card or we'll give you a free 50-inch LCD, HD, 4K TV, whatever it is. What do they cost these days? 200 300 bucks max? But that person might be thinking about buying a new TV and now they don't have to pay that money to get the new TV. And maybe they were going to buy a new TV when they moved to another rental property down the street. But now you're going to give them that TV for free and they're going to stay and you've offered them that incentive and that's what just made them say yes. So keep in mind that renewal upgrades and incentives are very powerful when it comes to getting existing tenants that you want to stick around to renew the lease. And so... I highly recommend looking into offering something that would benefit your tenants and try to get them to sign that lease renewal. You also want to make your leases uh, flexible and be flexible as a landlord when it comes to tenants. If you have, if you're a landlord that has multiple rental properties or multiple units, a lot of times people may rent and then they're like, mm, if they're in, let's say, like a, uh, a fourplex or a duplex, maybe they want to move to the other side and it's vacant or it's becoming vacant. Or maybe they want to move to a different rental property that they know, they know that you manage. I've seen so many times over the years, a lot of landlords make it extremely difficult for their tenants to move from one rental property to another, even from one unit to another within the same rental property. And I've never understood why that is the case. I get that there's moving costs. I get that there's transfer costs. I get all of that. But a lot of times it's around the time that the lease is going to be ending anyway. And the tenant is going to move out of that rental property one way or another nine times out of 10. And so fighting them on this issue of renewing or trying to force them to pay transfer fees 
or to make them jump through hoops just to make the transfer to another rental property that you own or manage in my mind has never really made sense. Now, if it's different owners of the different properties, then that makes sense. You don't necessarily want them to move from one property to another if it's a different owner because you're still losing that renter for that existing property. So I can kind of understand that. But even then, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's still a property that you're managing. It's still a property that you're responsible for. And so it's still important for you to get that unit rented. And so what does it matter if it's a tenant that you already know and already have screened and already know is a great tenant? Why wouldn't you want them to be in that other rental even though you're losing it for another owner? And so no matter how you look at it, whether you're a small landlord, whether you're a property manager, you're managing third-party rental properties, really no matter where you look at it, trying to prevent or make it difficult for a tenant to transfer units just has never really made sense in my opinion, especially if you know the tenant and the tenant is qualified, the tenant is a good tenant, they're a on-time paying tenant. That's the tenant you want, no matter what rental property that they're at that you're managing. So you would still need to do things like pre-move-out walkthroughs or pre-transfer walkthroughs just to make sure that they haven't damaged the existing rental, uh, that type of thing. Make sure they don't have pets that have completely destroyed the place, which usually they don't. And if they have, you have a pet deposit on file and they already know that you're going to deduct any damages from it. So there really shouldn't be any issues with transfers. So just keep that in mind. Be a flexible landlord. Create flexible leases that allow for transfers like that. And don't make it difficult for tenants to do that, if at all possible. Last thing that I want to touch on is um, the last two things is to set up a reward system for tenants. Tenants, everybody wants to be rewarded. It doesn't matter who you are. It's nice to receive rewards. That's why there's rewards programs everywhere you go now. There's 15 million different reward systems. I can't even keep track of them to the point where I don't even sign up for them anymore because I can't keep track of them. And hopefully one day there's a system out there that comes up with a way to track all reward systems under one system. That would be great. Um, but yeah, as a rental, you should be offering a reward system for your tenants. And it doesn't have to be something they sign up for because they're already your tenant. They're already there. You should be the one keeping track of it and you should be the one reminding tenants of the reward system so that you can get them to do the things that you want to do, which they're probably supposed to be doing already anyway, like paying rent on time or paying rent early, keeping their rental property clean, keeping their grass mowed, that type of stuff. So whatever it is that you're trying to get your tenant to do, which is typically something that is required by the lease anyway, you're just trying to incentivize tenants so that it removes the headache for you of having to constantly remind them or chase them down for rent or send them lease violations for not mowing the lawn or whatever it may be. These are all things that you could really solve through a reward system because it's much easier to get people to do things through rewards than it is through punishment. And so it also helps you to build a stronger relationship with your tenants, which we've talked a lot about in our podcast as well and through our blogs. But offer a reward system. It could be something as simple as um, a gift card, a $5 gift card to Starbucks or to Target or Walmart or whatever it is or to Amazon.com. And it could be something as simple as that. It's a free cup of coffee. It's a free order from Amazon. It's a free uh, free five downloads for something. It's it, There's a lot of things that people like to buy, especially online. And so just offering a $5 or $10 gift card for doing things that they're going to be doing already anyway, maybe they just now do it a day or two earlier 
those are great ways to incentivize tenants to do things. And so come up with a reward system uh, that you can use to incentivize tenants to do the things that they are going to be doing anyway. And a great way to do this brings me to my next point, which is connecting with local businesses. Over the years, I have reached out to local businesses that are within walking or driving distance of my rental properties and have gotten incentives from them that they give to me for free. For instance, it can even be franchise or uh, even chain stores. For instance, one story, I went to a Chick-fil-A and it was literally about a mile away from one of my rental properties. And it was a little bit of a bigger rental property, but I just went to the manager and asked them, hey, uh, I have some tenants nearby here and I think that uh, they would be uh, great customers of yours. They're great customers of mine. And um, so I wanted to encourage them to come to your location. And I'm also running some incentives at my property for things that they get rewarded for. And I'm just looking at ways to reward them. Would you guys have any gift cards or any certificates or anything that I could give them as part of that reward system that I'm I'm doing? And uh, the lady was like, yeah, sure. How many do you need? We keep them on, we keep them on hand for... Um, local incentives. I was like, really? And she said, how many do you need? I was like, uh, maybe five. And she was like, oh, okay. 5,000. Okay. Yeah. I'll get, I get, I can, I can probably pull that off. She's like, but it might be like 30 days. Cause I don't have that many on hand. I was like, wait, 5,000 gift cards. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I think you misunderstood me. I said five gift cards. She was like, oh, yeah, I can totally do that. I have five gift cards. Here, hold on. I'll be right back. She came back and gave me like 30 gift cards, each one for $5 for that local Chick-fil-A. It had to be used there. It had their address and everything on the back of it. And it's a way that a lot of businesses use to incentivize local people, local residents to frequent that business. And so if you have friends or family members or you just want to walk into any chain or uh, franchise or local business, restaurant, etc. It's a great way to build a relationship with them and with your tenants at the same time and incentivize your tenants and connect them with local businesses at the same time. And it doesn't have to be a restaurant. It could be a flower shop. It could be a game store. It could be a local bookstore. It could be anything. And it's just a great way to really connect the community to each other. And so uh, you'll be surprised what a lot of places offer for things like that when you just ask. And so I highly encourage you to do that. Connect with local businesses. The last thing is you really want to be proactive about renewing. If you've done everything above that I've talked about in this podcast so far, then you are going to be seen as a great landlord and you probably have a great rental property. And so now you can be proactive about asking your tenants to renew at your rental. And when you do this and you're proactive about renewing, I guarantee that you will get renewals early and you will get renewals often. We've covered this extensively in our recent podcast, How to Do Make Readies in Three Days or Less. Uh, so I won't go into super detail here on this one, uh, but just be sure to check out that podcast, How to Do Make Readies in Three Days or Less. I give a lot of very specific details on how to be proactive about renewing so that you can do make readies in three days or less. Because if you are 
asking for it early on, you'll also get the few tenants who may not be renewing. You'll get the word early enough on to where you can plan to do your make readies in three days or less, sometimes even in 24 hours or less. So again, check out how to do make readies in three days or less. If you want to be proactive about renewing and you want to be that landlord that you already know you're a great landlord, your tenants already love you. You've built that relationship. You're taking care of the rental property. You've connected with them with the local community and they want to stay. So get that commitment early on. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope that this one has given you a lot of value. Uh, I know that we've gone way over time on this one, and so I apologize for that. But again, I hope that the value you've taken away from this podcast allows you to run a better and more successful rental property business. You can also check out our blogs for more information at tenantcloud.com forward slash blog. And please share this podcast with anybody that you think might get value from it as well. Again, thanks for listening and we'll talk with you next time.